Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Good evening and welcome to another edition of Advantage Connors coming to you again from the late night hours here with Jimmy Connors before bedtime. I caught him. How are you this evening? (laughs) You're right. It's getting near my bedtime. I'm almost 70 at this time. But uh, good to be with you, brother. uh, We've had a busy week and and a great weekend of of sports activity and uh, a lot of news. So let's talk about a few things. Let's talk about a few things. Uh, first off, we can recap um, Madrid. Madrid was won by the man who is on everyone's mind in the tennis world. We've talked about him for about four or five straight weeks. I feel like Carlos Alcaraz wins again. Yeah. This time. I love it. Yep. What do you think I, about I, it? I love, I, I love it. But you know, you know what, though? I wonder if tennis loves it. You know, they're, 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 they're main guys of, Federer and Nadal and Djokovic, you know, that they have been, uh, you know, just, you know, given everything to over the past 10 or 12 years. And rightfully so, you know, now all of a sudden you got this young 18, 19 year old, this young upstart that comes in with an attitude that says, I don't really give a shit who I'm playing. Just let, let, let's let's serve it up and see who's the best. You know, it kind of reminds me back of a few guys in the old days, <laughs> you know, which, which I love. Like because, who? You know, he's, he's the future of tennis. Yeah. He, he's what's going to continue to draw in, you know, the, the fans to keep them interested in the game. And, you know, as great as Nadal and Joker and, and Federer are, it's time for somebody else to come up and to take over. And, you know, and we've talked about it over, over the past couple of years, Brett. You know, that, you know, they're not going to give it away. Somebody's going to have to take it. Mm-hmm. And, and it seems to me that he's not afraid to go in there and take it. And the way he's played over the last, what, you know, six, eight, eight weeks, months, 10 weeks, yeah. something like that has been pretty incredible. Now, with saying that, I've got, I've got a couple things that I want to talk about. One is. I hope he doesn't let it go to his head and think, well, you know, I've made it now. <laughs> you, you know, yeah, yeah, he's he's young. 
and and he's been successful, but he's got to keep going and keep pushing. And and with uh, with the way that uh, uh, he goes about his game and everything, I think he he's going to do that. What's your thoughts? I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously, that's you always think that about anyone who gets a lot of success and praise all at once. But I think we can go ahead and move almost move past that because let me ask you this: How many players on tour would have celebrated their Indian Wells semifinal? Uh, uh, you know, he got to the semis, lost there. How many people would have celebrated that for like You're three right. months? Let alone then he three goes. Months. How, how about five years? <laughs> right. Or like <laughs> win, know, winning Miami. Of a major. We've Other, seen that before. We've if somebody else, that. if it's like Zverev had won Miami, he might have disappeared for a month. Or like somebody else wins Miami. He wins Miami. Then he goes, he wins Barcelona. Somebody wins Barcelona, they might disappear for two years. Right? Then yeah. he goes and wins Madrid. So I don't think he's going to like rest on his laurels. I think he's like, look, I see an opportunity in the game. And it becomes more apparent the better he gets, where it's like, geez, it's kind of true. Like, there's this huge opportunity for this. Now he's 19. He finally turned 19, so we don't have to feel as, as uh, bad thinking like crazy how this 18-year-old kid is dominating yeah, everybody. Yeah, it's, it's, it's great. It, it's, it's beyond good. And, and uh, you know, it, uh, for me, it, it shows that, that the way he's playing, these other guys that are, he's 19 just now. These guys that are 23, 24, 25, 26, whatever, they're saying, uh-oh, right. uh-oh. We may, maybe we, we missed our opportunity, our window, and we got this new kid coming up, and now we, you know, where are we stuck? We're stuck in the middle. Mm-hmm. You know, so maybe yeah. it'll push them. For sure. You know, that. And I think, I think you're right, though, when, you're, when you said that you know, they've been riding Joker and, and fed in the doll because they've, kind of, they've had to because they're so great, and then no one else has stepped up. So it's like, right. well, we got to keep going with the guys who win, you know, like these are the dudes. And then I think to be honest, deep down, if you ask those guys, Joker, even though, I mean, talk about the draw. He went through Nadal to beat Djokovic to then beat Zverev, yeah. which was almost a gimme. Once he, once he right. knew he was going to beat those two guys, it was like right. he was kind of lose to Zverev in that second serve. Like, right. And so, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it, go for and it. And by the way, he's turned out to be a disappointment. Right. Uh, you know, I, I, I hate to say it because, you know, he had, yeah, uh, you know, he had the goods, and and it seemed like that he was one of the the, the two or three guys that were were that was going to step up and and uh, you know start taking things and 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 being the guy, and and you know even though he got to the finals, you know, it was it was almost like, geez, really, <laughs> uh, it, it's uh, but uh, but the, the other the other kids, he's he's got no fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know my 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 coach, my first coach, my mom, uh, and your grandma. She told me one thing. She goes, "When you go, there's two things you got to learn about in 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 your in your life and in, in your tennis life." He says, "Greed and fear, greed and fear." And I said, "Well, what are you talking about?" You know, and and I tried to get her to tell me. She goes, "You got to find that out." You know. And and the interesting thing is, this kid has figured one thing out already: no fear. You know that he goes out and he plays, but it's all it's all good when you're young. Mm-hmm. You know he, he doesn't have anything to lose now. He's young. He's coming up. You know it, it's it's going to be interesting to see now how he plays with the pressure when Especially he becomes the, he go- the chased instead of being ch- the chaser becomes the chase. Right. <laughs> exactly. You know. You know, playing with no fear when you got nothing to lose is one thing. Playing with no fear when you got your balls on the line is another, mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you, you know, and, and, and you're the guy. He's becoming the guy. 
and, and you know, that everybody wants to beat. Yep. And, you know, it's going to, you know, I, I, you know, we, we got to talk, you got to tell me, I'd like to know, I know they're in Rome now leading up to uh, the French. I'd like to know what, what he is at the French and, and if he's one of the top, you know, uh, I'll tell you, uh, I'll tell you in a minute, but let okay. me, let me button the uh, uh, Madrid up before we move on to that. Okay. Like you said, Zverev is, he is kind of disappointing because almost when I think of like, who's supposed to have been this guy for like yep. the last four or five years, it's Zverev. He's right. this big guy and he's been around tennis. His older brother played. He's been touted. He's got the, this and all the ground strokes and everything. And he's, he's 25 now. So like, he's another one of these guys where even if he breaks through, he's like 25, going to be 26. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, he said some stuff like he's like, oh, you know, after he lost to him pretty, he lost handily to Alcaraz in the final. You know, he's right. like, well, you're the best player in the world now and da, da, da. But then he goes into press and he goes in and complains about like Madrid scheduling him late. And then he was on the court late and he didn't get to bed mm. till like 4 a.m. Oh like, you know, you're just like, so like, did, did, Al- do you think Alcaraz played great or was it because you were out late last night? You know, and mm. he just always got that thing, that excuse. You know, earlier in the year, he got disqualified from Acapulco or, you know, where he's smashing the, the umpire right. chair. He almost hit right. the, I mean, I if, he, if one that. of those connects, he might break the guy's ankle or something like that. You know, he's a tough guy to root for. And like, he kind of becomes the poster boy of like, what's allowing Alcaraz to do this? Because like Djokovic and Nadal, they're still like hanging you know, not hanging on, but there's, they're older. They're like at the end of their career, they're, they're still the best in the world. But like at some point, like somebody young should come along and be at least in that circle in that like grouping where you're like there's these two legends at the end of their career there's this guy he's 20 19 20 coming up then there's a few guys in the middle but it's almost like bookend right now where it's like those guys at the end and now Alcaraz and you got like well, Sitsipas and all these other guys too but like as far as guys you think can dominate I think it's those those few guys what what an opportunity for him though you know that he he's got to have somebody around him are are either that or at 19 he he's, he he must have very good vision you know to be able to see that this is, is you know what an opportunity for me you know to to go out and and to to play against you know if, if, is is great as you know outside of you know the top 3 guys as great as the other guys are that he says they're not that great Right, you know that I, I can st- I can step up there and I can get in there and I can compete with them. So if I can get in there and compete with them, what's my next step? That's mm-hmm. Djokovic, Nadal, better if he if he comes back or whatever, you know. So uh, you know he he must he must have a vision, and you know some some guys, you know, young like that, Brett, set their sights, and and they say I've got five years. Or I've got six, seven years that, you know, nobody knows how long a career is. So many things can happen. But he says, if I can go five years, I'm going to break my back and give it everything I have every time. And I'm going to get the most out of everything I can. And then if I reach five years and I'm still able to play, I'm going to give it another five years, mm-hmm. you know. And but but his attitude and the way he plays and the excitement that he brings to the game, you know, five, five, six, seven years from now, we're going to say, Jesus, who's going to step up and beat Alcaraz? Right. <laughs> it seems like that, you know, like where you're like, who, who are going to be the guys who challenge him? I mean, obviously right. he, he's on a hot run. It's obvious he'll have a time where he cools off. He's not going to win every week, but it sure seems like it right now. And you were saying he's got good people around him. I mean, his coach is Juan Carlos Ferrero. 
you know, who won a Grand Slam, made a made the finals. I think uh, Roddick, our good buddy, the Andy, US Open. Yep, beat him in the finals yep. in uh, in '03. So he's got mm-hmm. good people around him, and he just seems like a you know like just a, a kid who loves tennis. You know, and yeah. he's just really no, that, really that, athletic. You, you, and you know what, you you took the words right out of my mouth. You know, he he seems to be you know he's a kid who loves tennis. He probably played tennis. Uh, he he'd be a good in the old school playing because you love the game. Mm-hmm. You know, you play and want to go out and give it everything. Doesn't matter about the money. Of course, the money matters and all that. You know, I, I I'd be stupid to say that it didn't. But he seems to be a, a kid that would go out there and play for free. Yep. Totally and, agree. And, you know, pardon? Totally agree. Yeah. And, and, and you can't beat that, you know, because that takes all the pressure off mm-hmm. because he sees that the more he wins, the more he's going to make. It's not go make the money first and then go try to win. He's winning, Yeah. you know, and then, and then along with that comes everything else yeah. comes the, the endorsements and comes the notoriety and comes the fame and everything. No win, none of that, yeah. you know, but, but, but everybody expects to have everything first now, you know, that, that's the, that's the difference, but he would play tennis, you know, and for me, that's, that's the, 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 the greatest thing I see. He played for free. Yeah. And, and, and to me, that's, he, that that he's got it all. Yeah. You know, if, if he goes out and plays like that, plus yeah. he's got the game, yeah. which is even better. I just think he's, he's fun to watch because of how mature his game is. Like he, his drop shot might be already one of the best drop shots I've ever seen. And like, he moves forward. He, he, you watch him. He moves around on the baseline with his serve. Sometimes he's over there and you think he's playing in a doubles match. You know, he's so far right. out wide and you're like, yeah. and then he hits this spinner out wide and you're like, this guy's got a lot of different stuff in the bag already. Yeah. You know, he hugs the baseline. Like he was doing this thing with Nadal where like, I don't know if I talked about it last week or whatever, but Nadal will sometimes hit like short with his forehand. And it's like, mm-hmm. but people like will allow him to get away with it because they're so scared of like the next reply. They stay so far back, they, you know? But this kid was like stepping in and doing like this little jump backhand short cross court where you're like, I've never seen anyone do that and punish Nadal, you know, maybe fed a little bit, mm. Djokovic a little bit, but never like, you know, someone so young. So I think wow. that's fun. One thing about him, I, I know he's in Rome and he's playing in Rome, uh, but leading up to the, to the French Open, I hope he doesn't burn himself out. He, he's been on a good run. And, and he's, he should have a, piles and piles of confidence, you know, going into these tournaments. I just hope he doesn't burn himself out to the point where he gets into the French three out of five sets over two weeks that, that you know, all of a sudden he says, I'm tired. You know, yeah. I, I, I hope that those around him are, are, are uh, on top of it enough. Actually, to he might not be time. playing this week. I'm looking right now. I don't think he is playing oh. this week. Well, then. Yeah, then, you're you right. Know, maybe, That's a smart but, move then. Yeah. You know, it would be, it would be great to, you know, to see him go into the French, you know, as confident and ready that he is, that he, that he's, he's ready physically and mentally because winning, a, especially the French, you know, yeah. winning, winning that grueling two week, three out of five set tournament on, uh, on the Terrebatu. Yeah. The Terrebatu. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, is uh, well, we'll yeah, move is on. Different. We'll move on to the the French Open yep. odds. I want to get to that, but quickly, I, the women in Madrid. Um, I'm a big fan of Owens Jabour, the Tunisian uh, player, WTA player. She's uh, a lot of fun to root for. She's uh, likable. Another person, bless you, 
who has uh, Thank you. lots of uh, variety. She's got great yes. hands, like does does well with the drop shot. She's now so, so she's won on clay. She's her other tournament wins on grass, um, which makes sense kind of because of all her little touch shots around the net. Um, so mm-hmm. I thought that was a, a great a great result for her. Her first big Masters kind of one thousand uh, tournament level. She beat Jessica Pagula, the American player. Who like quietly uh, with all the touted people all, all over the years, this person and that person and big names with big, you know, contracts and big coaches. And here's little Jesse Pagula just like grinding her way to like the top 12 or 15 and, you know, 10 in the world and kind of right. passing all those other girls up who have had a lot of, uh, you know, hype over the last four or five years. What do you think about that? So, I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, lo- I love that because, you know, sometimes flying under the radar is good, but you know, when you fly under the radar and all of a sudden you become successful, now all of a sudden you're not, <laughs> you, you know. But yeah, uh, when you say that, you know, I, I look back and I, I try to remember, you know, not uh, what, uh, seven, eight, eight, nine months ago at the U.S. Open, the finals of the U.S. Open, the, you know, the two young upstarts that, you uh, you know, shocked the tennis world, one mm-hmm. coming through uh, the qualifying without uh, losing a set and the other, you know, a uh, young player. What's happened to them? Yeah, uh, Fernandez has been up and down, a little more consistent than um, Raducanu. But uh, yeah, Raducanu can't seem to put the consistency together. She'll get maybe a win and then, and then lose a second round or something. I don't know. That's a tough one. That, that That's an example of where you're like... Uh, Alcaraz doesn't seem to have that problem where like she had mm-hmm. big success out of nowhere, signs, you know, trillions of dollars of deals. And then is like a second or a third round player right now. Mm, well. So, I mean, we'll see she's young, they have time, but it's, uh, yeah. that's why I like Pagula. Cause it's like, she's, you know, she was always thought of, Oh, she's a Buffalo bills. Uh, her father owns the bills. And that's what everyone would talk about. Like that she's 11 in the world. You know, she beats <laughs> top well. 10 players all the time. She's got a title, you know? So, she's i like i like her because i feel like she's just been grinding and like taking care of her business and kind of slowly getting better and better and uh you know i was happy it was a cool final because i like both players and and i'm happy jabor won but i would have been just as happy if uh, pagula won but it's interesting you you're talking about her she's been around sports her whole life you know and 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 knows you know the the winning and the losing of it and and what it takes and and the grind, you know, with the, you know, for father owns the Buffalo Bills and, you know, what it takes to, to have a great team and, and a team that competes and, and you know, how to push and, and, and what it takes and, and, you know, which is, a, which has been a great education for her, you know, so, you know, I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm all for her because she, she doesn't expect anything. She expects to goes out, to go out and to grind and to do the best she can and, and put every effort that she has into it, which I'm sure is in her background and her upbringing, you know, to, to try to be as good as she can be. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm rooting for her too. I like her too. Yep. And like we were talking last week, some people are late bloomers. She's 28 and she's, you know, on her way into yeah. the top 10 potentially with some more good results this year. So shout out to Pagula. Keep it up. Okay. Let's move on to the French open odds. You talked about okay. it earlier. We'll start with the men. <clears throat> This is absurd. If you if you like gambling on futures and tennis or any sport, you'll know that the heavier the favorite at the top of the odds will then create bigger odds for almost everyone below them. Because if you know someone like Nadal, who's usually even money to win the French, meaning like if he's that much of a lock, everyone else can't be too favored, you know. So listen right. to these odds. Here we go. French Open 2022. Rafael Nadal plus 137. 
Carlos huh. Alcaraz with a bullet plus 180 to the top almost of the favorite huh. odds. Wow. Joker plus 275. Sissipas plus 550. Well, so what do you do? Take the four of them against the field? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You can't do that. You'd lose at least three bets, and then your best payoff is only five and a half. But, I mean, that's crazy to have five guys under five and a half to one to win a tournament. Yeah. Wow. I mean, uh, uh, Nadal to be the favorite. I mean, you got to look at him. I mean, his record over the past, you know, uh, 47 years years at the French (laughs) is, you know, is is ridiculous. And, and. You know, you it, it's almost impossible to even think about betting against him. And and here's the reason why. Uh, first of all, he loves the French. He's won it, uh, what, 13 times? He feels comfortable there. And, and he feels that that's his tournament. You know, but, uh, you know, with, with, with those odds, you know, and Djokovic coming back and getting some match play, Alcarez uh, and, and uh, you know, the, the year that he's had uh, on uh, – not not just clay, but hard courts too, mm-hmm. and and the way that he plays, you know, and and you know, you, you you never know. It's three out of five. I think I I think that uh, looking at that uh, uh, that that kind of favors Rafa because he doesn't care if he plays for one hour or five hours. He just doesn't care. But it all it also you know look makes me look at Alcaraz again, and I don't think he cares either. No. <laughs> you know, so what 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 a final that would be. Yeah, between the two of them, how good would that be? Right, you know, in a three out of five set match. But you well, know, throw I'm, in I'm Joker, gonna, throw in Joker too. He doesn't mind going uh, six hours in a final, you know. Right. I, I was gonna. I was just gonna say, I'm not throwing him out because you know, just just when you know, just when you think you're out, they're gonna pull you back in. You know, that's a line from The Godfather. You know, and, yep. And and you know, they it, you know pulling him back in only makes it that much better. You know, to to get him match play and to get him ready for the next you know, the next uh, six, seven weeks, but mm-hmm. with the French and Wimbledon coming up. I mean, it, it's a uh, hundred and five and three all time Rafa at the French open. Not bad. Well, uh, I mean, <laughs> you know, what do you do? Have a couple off days. I mean, oh, you know, yeah. what the I mean one was Soderling, you know, one was Djokovic, <clears throat> right. you know, like, right. so it's uh they're not like bad, terrible losses. Um, yeah. And then it goes to Zverev, 14 to one team, 18 yeah. to one. I mean, you know, rude yeah. 20 rude. Cause a sleeper to make a run. I don't think he can win it all three out of five. I'm not sure he hasn't proven that to me yet that he's a three out of five player, but center 25. I feel like Sinner's the guy who's kind of building towards potentially being like the rival. I, I like him. Yeah. The I, rival know. to Alcaraz. Like if yeah. Alcaraz becomes the guy, like it might take Sinner an extra year or two, but then he might be the guy who can compete with him. You know, I, I, there, there's a couple guys that are a, a little bit more down the down the road from, uh, uh, not down the road, but down the rankings from uh, Zarev and those guys. Uh, he's one of them. Sinner's one of them. I like and Felix. Uh, Felix. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's starting I, to get a little that, better. Have some more wins where you think he might lose a match. He's pulling some of those out now, which seems to be. What's uh, it, what's it going to take for him though, brother? You watch a lot of tennis, and and he's he's got a good game, and and has uh, had some. Uh, some pretty good success. Now I don't think uh, uh, the kind of success that he's looking for quite yet. But w- but what's he need? Because I I like his game. I like him. Yeah, I do too. He seems like a nice kid, like just a normal dude. Um, you know, it's tough because he seems like he has all the weapons. His serve could get a little better, but I mean, who who's couldn't? And right. like you know, he's he's got good ground strokes until he doesn't. Like you'll be watching the match. He wins a set. 
six three or four and looks good and then comes out and all of a sudden his four his forehand goes off mm. sometimes in the net mm-hmm. like five feet wide five feet long and you're sitting there and it, it's got to be frustrating he's coached by uncle tony now you know uncle tony coaches felix the last like year or so, so. So that's an interesting pairing, oh. especially when you're when you're we're talking on the clay and stuff. But I don't know because you watch you watch a set and you'll be like, this guy has all the tools to be like a top five, seven, eight guy uh, consistently, and then mm-hmm. he starts missing like forehands, like sometimes neutral forehands, like you know not heavy pressured forehands, and you're right. like, well, I don't know, like how do you you know he has to stop missing those, I guess is what I would say because when you look at him when he's rolling, he looks like he could be a top five guy. Well, he's still young. You know, maybe, you know, it's, uh, you know, some, Super some young. guys reach, some guys reach their peak, uh, and, and start, uh, maturing a little bit later, yep. uh, you know, and, and they need that little extra experience and, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, but you know, it, it, uh, the way the talk is, is if you don't make it by 18 or 19, now you might as well quit, <laughs> you know? So, you know, but, uh, some guys mature a little later, mm-hmm. you know, and you got to give them the opportunity, but. You know, if, but but if you're going to give them the opportunity, you got to know that those kids are out working and grinding and training and and doing everything they can, you know, to uh, you know to to give it their all. And 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 and, and, and you know, you can you can only allow for that so long. Yeah, you, I mean, you know, he just and, he'll be 22 in August, so he's still young. Well, I mean, he can 20, 20, 22 is nothing. Yeah. You know, 22 is nothing, and and. Uh, you know, for for him, you know, he he should look at at uh, at Alcaraz and say, "I better get my ass in gear." Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and and uh, because this this is this is the guy coming up. If I want to stay in this and I want to be a force and a name in this game, that that's my that that's that's my guy that I got to compete with. And and so maybe maybe that's a good push for him. Yeah, and well, and and for a lot of these young guys coming up, it's uh you know I I know how it was for me. You know, when young guys came up, I said, you know, shit, I don't want to lose to that guy. That yeah. that's my competition. I'm I'm gonna to have to train more, you know, get in better shape, you know, work a little harder, you know, do whatever. And and but you know, it all depends on the guy if he's willing to do that. And uh he seems know, like hope, he is. hopefully it seems like he is, right. Yeah, yeah. he seems I'm like he's a hard him. worker. But how funny is this? Is like all these dudes, all these like guys who we talk about have been kind of waiting for those older guys to retire or get hurt or quit. Um, have been chasing the bar has been like Djokovic and Nadal and like you know before that Fed and Murray like he's been chasing this bar that's been the same bar for like right. a decade and a half right mm-hmm. since like yeah. the mid two thousands it's either been Fed and then Nadal and then Joker Murray comes along and ding 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 all those guys you know Stan comes in and gets a little bit of his and and, and Delpo and Chilich and all that but um, now all of a sudden like it seems like the bar is changing. Like obviously mm-hmm. Joker and Nadal still top guys. I'm not saying that they're going away, but it seems like the guy that people need to start chasing is this 19 year old kid, Carlos Alcaraz. And like, I think that's well, kind of yeah. crazy because it's been these other three guys for 15 years. Right. But, but if the, if the, he's setting the bar because he's the one that's going to be around for another 20 years or 15 years. Yeah. You know, he's the guy, you know, I, you know, you'd love to hear, uh, see, Rafa and and, uh, and Joker and, and Fed stay around for another fifteen years, but it's impossible. No. It's just not going to happen, you know. So uh, I I don't know. I shouldn't say that. I you really shouldn't say that. <laughs> maybe, maybe yeah. You never know. But it's just you know, it's but, pretty it's 
interesting because we've just had this like this image in our head locked in where like the top is these three guys the top is these three guys like probably while right. you guys when you were playing the top is you and Borg and Mac and then you and, and then eventually it like swings and it's funny that it's swinging it's swinging past all these dudes like right. all these dudes 38 years old and below are getting past the bar is going sorry guys and skipping over every one of those guys back to this 19 year old kid who is now the guy that is setting the bar probably and that they're all going to be chasing now for the next decade and a half well all all i got to say is this i know over the past six eight months ten months or more you've been telling me you got to watch this young guy you got to watch this young guy you know who who, who's that this kid you know you know, Alcatraz. Alcatraz, you know, no, got, Alcaraz. You know, <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm going, Alcatraz. You know, I'm going to you know, say, no, it's Al- Alcaraz. This, this guy, this kid, you got to watch this kid. You know, so I, I you know, and, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm throwing the props to you, son, because, yeah. you know. A lot of I people know, have been I, saying it. I mean, you can kind of tell when you watch him play that, that he's a little different than some of these other guys. Yeah, but, uh, but you're the one that got me interested in him and, and uh, you know, watching him play and, you know, not, and, you know, and, and I hear, you know, a lot of my buddies that, uh, you know, that I've known since the beginning, you know, who, you know, they said, geez, I'm watching this kid play, you know, and, uh, you know, geez, he can play. I said, who's that? And they go, Alcaraz. I said, well, you know, Brett's been touting him for about 10 months now. Yeah. I've been <laughs> you, you betting know, on so, him, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, then you're, then you're even better. <laughs> right. Better. Yeah. But just, you got, that's how you got to do it. You got to find those up and comers and when they're underdogs, because the book gets onto them quick and makes them almost even odds to win the French Open as Nadal. All right, let's move well, on from tennis. I, I, I'd like to bet on even odds, but if I was, if I had any guts at all on the weekend, uh, you know, I was always a long shot better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I'd have bet on an eighty to one shot I to win the Kentucky going. Derby. What a story uh, that I, is! Over the weekend, Kentucky Derby happened. Uh, eighty to one shot. Rich Strike is the winner. Mm-hmm. Coming from seemed like a mile back. Uh, yeah, started on the outside lane. Not many horses went from the outside. He was a late, there was a late scratch that allowed him to get into the race literally 24, 36 hours prior to the race. So on Friday, he gets in the race is Saturday. He was a $30,000 claim back in August. So he raced Mm -hmm. some, you know, one of his junior events or or whatever they're called and, uh, uh, you know, did, did all right. Someone claimed him for 30 grand. And then over right. that time, he was able to figure out a way to get himself into the Kentucky Derby at the last minute, start on the outside uh, lane, and somehow come from behind to win. Did you watch it live? What did you think? I did. I, I did. I, I watched it at, uh, at home, and, and uh, uh, you know, I, I made a point of you know, uh, getting here to see it and, uh, because it was a big field. It was uh, 20, what was it, 21, 22 yeah. horses, yep. and, and, you know, which is big for the Kentucky Derby. And, and, and to, you know, to, to watch the, you know, I, I was kind of looking at Zenden and, and, and trying to follow. And, and then there was another, I can't remember the name of it. It was a gray horse that I kind of liked also. And, and, uh, uh, but I was watching, watching the two of them and, and all of a sudden, you know, I, I, I just kind of watching this horse and I'm saying, Jesus, where, where is he coming from? And then the afterburners that he put on the last eighth mile. Oh my God. Oh, the greatest thrill for me and one of the greatest thrills in sports all the sports is is when they come around you know the last turn and get into the stretch and and when the uh when the guy that's doing the announcing says and 
down the stretch they come. Mm-hmm. When they said that, remember our friend uh, uh, Billy that yep. that uh, from back in Belva. He's you know he used to always call that, and it's uh, it's just a uh, to see him just you know pounding, and you know it it showed the you know they were going like 37, 38, 39 miles an hour, and in just those horses, just you know, and, and the sound and the pounding, and I mean the the thrill. Of yeah. being down on the rail, I'd love to be down on the rail one day. We should go just, sometime. Uh, be yeah, fun, fun just, to go. Just watch it, watch it go by. It would be, it would be the best. It was speaking it was of something. speaking of Billy Lilly. Uh, back, I used to go with him to the track back in Illinois. We'd go. What's the name of the track back there? Cahokia. They yeah, Cahokia. Yeah, and, yep. and there's one other one. I can't remember the name right now. But just, I mean, I used to go there with him all the time uh, and watch the races. We went to me and him went to the Preakness one year. You were playing in Washington and we snuck up there on your day off to watch the Preakness. <laughs> I, Got into a little trouble. We can't talk about on here, but, uh, <laughs> some good stuff happened. Uh, uh, yeah, it was to me, what was awesome. I've watched the replay like 50 times. It's like, you get goosebumps every time you watch it because he yeah. comes from so far back and then he's chasing down the favorite. And so and there's a few things where like first he's coming back and then the favorite goes into his kick and starts to open up its lead. So it's doing, it's weighted and kicked in its reserves for the end. And then this horse is gaining on it from like way back. So the favorite is kicking and this horse is still catching up. He encounters a horse on the rail. So he has to literally turn himself right for a fraction of a second, you know, halting that forward momentum goes around this horse and from the right. minute he goes around the horse, he's staring down epicenter. He does, his head is tilted. He's staring down epicenter the whole time, just waiting to track him down. Once he sees that he's got him, he turns forward and just wins the race. It right. was one of the coolest well, things I've ever seen an well, animal yeah. or anything else do in my life. It was so good. So good. Yeah. I mean, but, uh, yep. Uh, you know, it's, it, it's uh, days like that that, uh, you know, you, you get up after seeing that and say, hey, you know, Sports is still great. Yeah. Hey, uh, you know, won his owner $1.8 million for winning the Kentucky Derby. But if you had just taken $30,000, which it cost to claim him and bet it on an 80 to one, it would have paid $2.4 million. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's well, funny. Uh, it, it's uh, it, it's an amazing story. And, and even, I think even the, the broadcasters were in shock. Oh yeah, uh, you know, well, he was, like snuck uh, up on the guy. The guy who says yeah. down the stretch at the end, he's like, "Rich Strike." He's like, "Who the hell is this?" I know. <laughs> I, like, I know. Are you kidding? That was right. Yeah, what a great story. What yep. a great story. Yep, that was It'll be fun. interesting to see if he if he runs the uh, the next two. Preakness. Not in the Preakness also. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see if he if he does that. And uh, but uh, you know what? Whatever happens, what a story. And you know, and and the story of. You know the owner and and uh, the trainer. Did you see that afterwards? Yeah. Uh, the interview with them and mm-hmm. uh, the bad luck that the the owner he was almost out of horse racing because he had some bad luck and and the Venezuelan uh, uh, jockey. I think he was like maybe the first Venezuelan to win the Derby or something like that. I mean, just a lot of good stories surrounding it. It was uh, yeah. And just I saw someone post a video where they're like, "Do you realize how how big of a deal an eighty to one is?" Right. Like the Washington, you know, the Washington commanders in the NFL are like 56 to one to win the Super Bowl, <laughs> you know, like that's 25 <laughs> points better to win. They're not going to win the Super Bowl. Carson Wentz is their quarterback, you know? Right. And oh, so, God. Um, all right. Speaking yeah. of football, what did you see? Tom Brady retired, yeah. pulled the mini Brett Favre, decided to come back. Um, he is going to play again this year. I think my, this might be his last year. I don't know if he's announced that for sure. But it's already come out that when he's done, he's going to be an announcer for Fox 
at the tune of $375 million over 10 years. What do you think about this story? I, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm all for a, a guy like, like that to come and to, to tell me uh, and to fill me in and to bring me in and to bring me closer to the game. You know, he, he's not only been there, done that and, and lived it. He, he's lived it. And then some, mm-hmm. you know, he's 40, 40 something years old and he's still out there playing. And, and, uh, you know, he was with the New England Patriots and won, won multiple Super Bowls. And then, you know, what, whatever happened where he went to Tampa Bay, you know, turned around and says, you know, you know, I'll show <laughs> you and, it, you know, you know, wins Tampa Bay a Super Bowl. Yep. You know, so obviously, you know, I, I love listening to guys who have been there and done that and, and, and know what it takes to, to be champions and, and to, to, to suck me in you know, to, to, to allow me to, to, to get more knowledge. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I, and I got a feeling, you know, but I, I got a feeling he'll be very, 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 very good at that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but not always, you know, a, a lot of good players aren't good coaches and a lot of coaches could never play, <laughs> you right. know, so it's going to be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Those who can't teach and, and those who can do neither criticize. Right. They host a podcast yeah. with you. <laughs> yeah. oh, ouch. oh, no. Ouch. Um, uh, I think he'll be good, though, because, uh, I mean, everyone loves Tony Romo. And, like, Tony Romo won't be pulling from as much experience as Tom Brady is. <laughs> Tom well, Brady won. I, I, no, you know? I wouldn't think so. Yeah, I wouldn't so. think so. And he seems like but, he's got but, a good personality. The social media yeah. he puts up and stuff, he seems like he's got a good sense of humor and can kind of laugh at himself. And And I think that'll that'll play well on TV when he's calling the games. I'll listen to him. I, I, I will. And, and uh, uh, you know, I, I hope he gets through this next year. If he's going to play another year, I hope he gets through it healthy. You yeah. know, because, you know, sometimes you go for that one last go round and, you know, things happen. I, I hope that doesn't happen to him you know, that he comes out healthy and, and, uh, you know, is able to make the transition. And, uh, it, it seems that, uh, yeah, you know, with, with, with what he's going to kind of, you know, f- kind of fall into with the, the commentary and, and, and still being around football, which I'm sure is, his you know, outside of his family is his first love. I'm sure he'll, uh, he'll do a great job and I'm, I'm looking forward to listening to him. Yeah, me too. 37 and a half million dollars. He's going to do what, like 17, he'll probably do like 20 games. He's making $2 million a game. What a baller. Um, I'm jealous. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not, not a bad gig if you can get it. Not a bad gig. Let's get him on the podcast uh, someday. That'd be fun. All right. Talk to me. You've been playing any golf? I played yesterday with my friend uh, Chris Castro that I work with uh, at the local Rancho Park. I got some new irons. I had new mm. irons about two years ago. I didn't like them, so I traded them back in. And now I have the Titleist T200s. Uh, mm. They've got a little what more of think? a... I like them. They have more of a cavity back, not like a big back. There's just like a little more to it. I was playing with just blades before. I don't play enough and I'm not as good as I used to be to play blades. So I went for the little more uh, of a butt to it and uh, they go like when you hit them, they, they kind of go back to what I'm used to with my old irons and uh, I like Mm -hmm. them and, and I'm ready. I'm trying to practice and playing again tomorrow. I'm I'm ready for you. If if we come up this weekend or or whenever I see you next. Well, that uh, sounds like a good thing. And, and, uh, I, t- I told you uh, last uh, last podcast that I got some new some new wedges. Uh, uh, the tailor made high toe, uh, the high toe, and, and uh, I, I'm I'm liking them, yeah. uh, and I'm getting a little more used to them. And uh, but uh, you know it's tough for me. I, I still got my my Mickelson uh, uh, the Callaways, uh, 
the Callaways. I still got, I'm not going to get rid of those, but I'm telling you the, the, the high toes. Oh my, oh my gosh. The feel is, is unbelievable. And, mm-hmm. and the, but you, but it, you got to fly it to the pin because they bite like they got teeth. The spinach. Uh, it, yeah. They, they give you some, some good feel and some good bites and spin it and, and good spin. And, and, uh, it's going to take me a while to get used to them, but, uh, but, but I got some good feel and, and, and to be honest with you, brother, my, uh, my Achilles is, uh, seems to be a little better. I'm out of the boot now, uh, totally. That's good. Uh, except for when I do exercise. And, and so, uh, I, I played a couple rounds, but, uh, but, but very slowly, uh, I don't want to do any, uh, any damage to it right now. Mm-hmm. So, so the doc says kind of take it easy, but, uh, I, I, I think I've uh, avoided the surgery. I, I went, I told you, I went for the for the PRP and, and, uh, that's, that's helped me an awful lot. So, uh, hopefully I'll be, uh, I'll be ready for you when you come up. I want to see those new irons and see the way you're hitting it. So, yep. uh, we got a couple guys up here waiting for you too. So I, watch I'll out. bring my wallet. <laughs> I'll definitely bring the wallet. Um, do you have, you're playing a tournament tomorrow, right? Are you playing a little tournament? I, I am. I, have, I haven't played a tournament in, in, uh, you know, a couple of years and going, uh, going with a couple of buddies from, uh, uh, from the club I play at up here and, and we're going to go and, and play a one day event and it, it's going to be fun. It's going to be uh, good for me to, you know, to get out a little bit and uh, see if, see if my game still travels. Uh, it, it, uh, it hasn't been traveling so well lately. So I hope it, uh, kind of comes around a little bit, but I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. That sounds fun. You got to let me know what you shoot. We'll tweet it out there and we'll add six strokes. So it doesn't kill your handicap. <laughs> you don't want to ruin your reputation but, but, as a sandbagger of the millennium. Ah, don't be, no, don't be giving away. <laughs> Just don't kidding, be giving dude. Away. Oh, believe me, but, this, the word's you, out. <laughs> but, but you know, you, you said you've been playing Rancho and, uh, Rancho park. And, and, uh, I, I remember back when you had to be 12, 13 years old. I don't know if we've uh, yep. said this story, nope. but uh, we went down to watch uh, one of the, uh, uh, it was a senior, called the senior tour back then. But uh, we went, we were following uh, our friend Chichi, Chichi Rodriguez. And, and uh, we were watching him and, and, uh, and all of a sudden he, uh, on the 18th hole, he, he looks over to you and he's, and he said, Hey, 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 Brett, come on, you know, caddy for me going up the 18th. You remember that? Oh yeah. Do I remember yeah, that? Yeah. I remember like it was yesterday. I, I'm a huge Chichi Rodriguez fan, especially when I was younger, when he was still playing on the senior tour, nobody had more swag on tour. I feel like than Chichi had some of the best outfits. Uh, there's a yes. picture I'll put up with him and his caddy from like the masters in like the eighties. And like, it's one of the coolest looking photos I've ever seen of a player and his caddy. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. We, there was a pro-am day. The, I think the old LA open might've used to have been there or something. There's a plaque on 18 about Arnie made like an 11 or something on 18. And there's a plaque showing he went like out of bounds left, out of bounds, right. You know, just to show in the, that even the best players in the world have tough holes, kind of like a, right. a cool message well, for young players. But yeah, you're right. We were following them all day and we were coming up 18. It was a pro-am. So he didn't, wasn't exactly in the hunt in uh, some high pressure situation, but he waited to the last couple hundred yards and then, and then gave me the, the caddy bag, which was bigger than me almost. I remember. <laughs> I mean, those, right. those, they looked like a right. Rodney Dangerfield's bag from Caddyshack. Like it had a radio and a bar in it. And <laughs> like, what do you got bricks in here, Chi-Chi? But yeah, yeah that, that was one of the coolest things ever for me in, in my golf life is uh, getting that, uh, that time with him. And he was one of the nicest dudes. I, f- I have, I still felt like I have his ball and his glove that he gave me that day somewhere in, in, in all my stuff. And, Always a Chi Chi yep. Rodriguez fan. Love him. Yep. Yep. Exactly. All right. Any last, any last words before we go? I know you got to get to bed. It's late. 
Yeah, I've got I've got a I've got an early ride tomorrow. I got to get up and get going at uh, around seven o'clock to to get up to to our, I think our tee off at nine thirty. So we got a little trip ahead of us, but I want to get up and uh, I'll, I'll call you and let you know the result and and uh, you know how we played. But uh, it's been fun as always being with you. And you know you can follow me at uh, at, at Jimmy Connors on Twitter and at ADV Connors on uh, on Twitter and at Brett underscore Connors. Oh yeah. And where else? Uh, at Advantage Connors on Instagram. Uh, you know, share this, subscribe, write us a review. We're on our new uh, uh, platform, Cloud 10, which is part of the iHeart Podcast Network. Check it all out. Um, give us a follow. That's it. We're just here. We'll be checking in on maybe one more show before the French Open gets going. And uh, that's about it. Any last words? I love you. All I got is all I got to say is uh, give uh, give the girls a, a hug and a kiss for me, Melvin, and and uh, the little golden doodle Bella. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, come up and see us soon. I'll be ready for some golf for you. All right. Give mom a hug. I love you guys. And uh, we will check in with you soon, everyone out there. Peace. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.